The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. This is Rainmaker FM, the digital marketing podcast network. It's built on the Rainmaker platform, which empowers you to build your own digital marketing and sales platform. Start your free 14-day trial at rainmakerplatform.com. These are the Writer Files, a tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers. From online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Kelton Reed, writer, podcaster, and mediaphile. And each week, we'll find out how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. In this week's episode, we'll examine the writing process of James Chartrand, a prolific online publisher, copywriter, and digital entrepreneur. It's hard to settle on a specific title for my guest because James wears so many different hats. Founder of award-winning blog, web design, and copywriting agency, Men With Pens, as well as an author, educator, and writing coach. James's many accomplishments have been chronicled in such high-profile publications as Forbes, Newsweek, and The New York Times, and we got the chance to sit down and talk shop. In this file, James and I talk about how wearing many hats can boost your productivity, why simplicity helps you stay focused, the cathartic feeling of crumpling up post-it notes, why good ideas are like fishing, the difference between making friends and making money, and why every writer should have a therapist. James, it is a pleasure to have you on The Writer Files, finally. Yeah, no kidding. I'm excited to be here. It's cool to meet you and connect with you as well. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Excellent. Well, I say we dive right into the file and uh, get to the bottom of who you are and what your area of expertise is as a writer, if you care to um, expand on that. I can. So I'm I'm James Chartrand. I own Men With Pens, um, which has a top 10 blog for writers. Well, so it's been named several times. So I, I suppose that still counts. I also teach a writing course for business owners at Damn Fine Words. Um, and I've been around for a decade in the industry. Um, I guess I'm known as a copywriter. I consider myself more of an entrepreneur who writes. Um, I've also been called a pro blogger. Uh, I've written several books uh, or ebooks, digital books, whatever you want to call them. Um, I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm general health advice. I do lots of things. I did some fiction too once upon a time. <laughs> 
You wear a lot of hats. I do. <laughs> I love my hats. The more hats, the wiser I become. And where can we find your writing? Uh, you can find my writing at menwithpens.ca for Canada. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Men With Pens. You can also find me at Damn Fine Words. Uh, I have a lovely newsletter there that I really love. And I teach there as well. So I, I get to have one-on-one -on -one contact with a lot of people that become my students, which I really like. And what are you working on presently? Can you share with us? Everything. Everything and anything. <laughs> like any good entrepreneur, I have 40 projects on the go at any given time. Uh, I think my three... Big ones right now. I'm have an ebook writing course inside Damn Fine Words, um, and I'm doing the 2.0 version of that. I'm running through everything and cleaning it up and making sure that it's as tight as it can be. I'm reworking my entire email marketing strategy at Damn Fine Words. I've learned some new and cool things recently, so I want to test those out and uh, experiment with them. Um, and I've given myself a challenge of writing 52 posts. For men with pens, I've been a little slow on posting um, in 2014. So I want to get back to that and redevelop that habit of regular posting. So you're a little busy these days. I'm always busy. <laughs> well, it keeps me out of trouble, eh? Of course it does. So let's dive into your productivity with all of these balls that you're juggling. Um, how, yeah. much, how much time per day would you say that you read or are doing research Okay, um, I read for pleasure about an hour a day uh, at the end of the night just before bed. That's my, my pleasure reading time, and that's really, really important to me. It lets me unplug, and it gets me in touch with some really good fiction and some really good books that I have. In my day-to-day -day work, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky. I work maybe four to six hour days, um, so I pack a lot into those four to six hours. It's tough for me to say how much of that time is reading and how much of that time is working. I tend to multitask and do both at the same time. I know it's a terrible habit, but you can't break me of it. If I had to give it a number, I'd say I guess I'm reading maybe two of those hours and writing two to three hours. That comes up to about five-hour workday. That would work. And before you sit down to write, do you have any pregame rituals or practices to kind of set the desk? I, I have a super simple ritual. I wake up every morning at about uh, 5.36 in the morning, have my coffee. I do not write. I am just waking up at that time. Uh, at about 7.30, I get my kid ready for school, put her on the school bus, and then I just, you know, I sit down for a few minutes, I think about what I wor want to work on right after I get up. Uh, I get up, I have a smoke, I hit the keyboard, and I'm off to the races. Do you have a, a, a peak pr productive time of day, would you say, or... Um, and or yeah, like spe sure. specific locale where you get the most amount of writing done? I, I, am, I just recently built a custom home, not by myself. I had a general contractor do it. That's not in my skill talents yet, but you never know. And I have a beautiful office that I absolutely love. And I've made a point that this is the only place where I write. Its job is to make sure the writing gets done here. So I've trained myself that if I'm going to write, I come into my office my best hours for writing, I'd say, are between 9 in the morning and 11. I get a lot of writing done there. I'm awake. I'm sharp. My creativity is high. I can do a lot. Um, and when, the, when my work is done, when my writing's done, I'm out of the office. And this is the only place that I've chosen to write for now. 
And do, do you, are you someone who likes to listen to music while you're writing or do you prefer oh God, s- no. silence? <laughs> <laughs> silence. Oh my goodness. I have to write with silence. Um, I find any kind of noise very, very distracting. I've tried music. It just doesn't work. I just find it too distracting for me. It's like words upon words. Uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it, you, it distracts what you're trying to do with the writing. Um, I do sometimes keep the TV on very, very, very low. So I kind of hear a murmur in the background, but it's more like white noise than anything. Hmm. Do you, how many hours per day would you say that you're actually getting words onto the page excluding email to be honest i'd say two that that block between nine and eleven that is really highly focused writing i dive down i'm in the zone i really don't know what's going on around me until i come up for air and that seems to be um at about a two-hour period do you ever take a day off Weekends. I didn't used to. I used to work 18-hour days until one day I fell asleep at my desk and hit my head and it hurt so much that I learned my lesson. Um, so now I make sure that you know my, my evenings are off and I definitely don't write a darn thing on Saturday and Sunday. I find it keeps me a little bit motivated by constraining yourself and limiting yourself to not writing. You're that much eager to get back to it on Monday. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer files help us start something cool and special keep calm and write on have you ever come up against writer's block oh my goodness i don't actually believe in writer's block because that's turning it into a symptom a thing a virus you can catch and that's not the case writer's block is usually your own thoughts and mentalities getting in your own way Um, Have I had that happen to me? Oh, for goodness sakes, all the time. 
Um, I, you know, I've had periods where I can't write at all. I've had periods where I don't know what to write. I've had periods where I don't feel good enough. I've had periods where I hate writing because everything has to be so epic and I just can't live up to that standard. So it's, it's all my own personal thoughts getting in the way and you deal with them and you get rid of them and you keep writing again. Let's talk about your workflow over there. What hardware or typewriter model are you uh, presently using? I have a beautiful 27-inch Mac that I bought uh, about four years ago, so it's time to be replaced pretty soon. Um, and I have a 17-inch HP laptop in the kitchen just to catch up on email and stuff. And would you say that you're going to a specific software or set of software that you use most for your kind of general workflow and writing? Yeah, I use Word all the time. Like, I just love Word. I'm, I'm so familiar with it, and I can do anything with it. So I just use that all the time as my go-to thing. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of an old-school traditionalist, so I shun all these new, bright, shiny tools. Um, I have just started to learn that Evernote actually can be effective so I'm teaching myself how to use it a little bit. It's good for keeping lists, so I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that it is useful, and uh, I'm actually using it a little bit more and more each day, yeah. I find. Yeah, it's one of those things where you have to consistently use it, otherwise you just don't, <laughs> because there's other ways that work just as well. <laughs> do, you ha do you have any organizational hacks that you can share with us? I don't. A pack of post-it notes and a pen and keep several of them around the house in all kinds of strange places so that when you're standing in the shower and you have that great idea, you can just reach out your hand and scribble something on your post-it note and dry it off later. Um, but that's my go-to. It's, it's post-it notes all the way for the win. And it's really satisfying when you finish something, you can crush them up and toss them into file 13. And I get victory out of that. <laughs> That is a cathartic feeling, isn't it? <laughs> I'm all about the winds. <laughs> well, I think if we could if we could find you some um, waterproof um, post-its, <laughs> it would be a fun gift to send over. I should learn to write on the shower walls. I haven't realized yet that you can actually do that. I keep forgetting that you could just take your finger and scribble something there, and it would actually stay for a while. And if it goes away, it'll come back the next day on the next shower. But yeah, I haven't trained myself yet. Do you uh, have any best practices for beating procrastination? Uh, I try not to procrastinate because I realize that this is completely a first world problem and that you only procrastinate when you can procrastinate. Um, so I try to get honest with myself and I fix my shit. If something's holding me back from doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, let's get real about it. Let's be honest. At the very least, be aware of what's going on in your own head. So that's what I try to do all the time. That said, I do procrastinate, absolutely. Um, my two best solutions, a couple of sessions of Candy Crush, Soda Saga, let's go for it, and starting with something really, 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 really small that would only take 15 minutes to do. And I actually keep a list of tiny little tasks like that for those moments. And I find that if you get started on one little thing, it's pretty easy to go to the next and the next and the next. And before you know it, you've beaten it. I love that. And how do you unplug at the end of a, a long day of writing? A beautiful glass of red wine. That is my treat. <laughs> just one, mind you, just one. I used to have more, but let's not go there. 
Um, I, yeah, I have my glass of wine. I go outside, I take a deep breath, and I feel grateful for what I have, and I feel grateful for what I've accomplished, and I find that makes a really big difference um, in my productivity and in my outlook. Afterwards, you know, it's just supper, sitting on the couch, watching some mindless TV. Deadliest Catch and Survivor are, are the latest uh, things that I'm going to. It's brainless stuff. And that's about it. Just a quick pause to mention that The Writer Files is brought to you by the Rainmaker platform, the complete website solution for content marketers and online entrepreneurs. Find out more and take a free 14-day test drive at rainmaker.fm slash platform. Let's talk about creativity and if you don't mind your definition of creativity. That's the hardest question in the world. Can I just say that? That, that was like a killer and I thought about this all week. And the only thing I can come up with is, for me, creativity means the ability to come up with something out of nothing in surprising ways. And I thought about it over, you know, a wide range of artistic things or, you know, those times where I looked at someone's stuff and said, oh, my goodness, that's so creative. And it's just because they surprised me so much that they really had nothing to work with and what they created ended up being so surprisingly good. So that's the best way I can define it. In your line of work, I think creativity is probably pretty important to just kind of keeping those ideas fresh, um, no matter what type of project you're working on. Cause you, you, again, you wear a lot of different hats. Do do you, do you find that you need some specific creative inspiration or do you have a specific muse at the moment that's kind of driving your creativity at all you know it's more of a motivation than an inspiration and and it's definitely my business um my lifestyle uh what i have achieved i want to keep it and i i definitely want more of it so it's simply the fact that if i am not creative i will not have what i have so you'd better keep it going. Um, Another way that I do find a lot of my inspiration for my creative ideas, I I really look to the real world. I go out on the streets. um, I look at people with brick and mortar businesses. Uh, I watch what people do in, in positions of customer service or, you know, in their jobs. And there's a lot of analogies that can be drawn between real world stuff and online stuff or things not to do and things you should do or different ways of applying certain marketing strategies. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from that as well. And I think my, my earlier posts reflect that quite a bit. Well, let me ask you another question about creativity. When do you personally feel the most creative? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess when I am not actually working uh, to be creative, when it's not a job. I find it much more difficult to be creative when I'm here and, and trying to be creative. When you get away and you're in some completely other environment, having some other totally unrelated experience, like you're skiing in the winter and suddenly you get this most brilliant idea. And I guess that's the way that ideas go. It's a bit like fishing and you just have to be in the right part of the lake to catch the big one. So, you know, I, I, my best ideas have come when I'm not actually trying for them and I'm completely away from any possible 
manner of capturing these ideas on pen or paper, which is usually why that big fish I just caught slips away. <laughs> hmm. What to you makes a writer truly great? I have to look at the writers who make me forget that reality exists. The writers who make me forget that I am reading, that I'm sitting in this chair, that I'm looking at a screen or that I'm holding a book or that there's a world around me. The people who make me forget my reality and bring me into theirs. That to me is just sublime. Absolutely. Who are a few of your favorite authors at the moment? Um, I'm going to list some fiction authors because I don't think I've yet found any business authors that I really, really like. I've found some business books that I like, but I, I'm not sure if I like the authors themselves. I like Patrick Rothfuss, both for his writing and for who he is as a person. Uh, he wrote The Name of the Wind, uh, which got really, really popular and became a bestseller. And I just think he's brilliant all around. What he does and who he is and how he presents himself is, is fantastic. I love Anne Bishop. Um, I don't know of her. I know her books. Um, her ability to create a world and bring characters to life is so simple and yet so effective. I've just found myself wanting to know her characters like people. Um, and I, you know, I nearly cry when one of her books is over because I won't hear the stories of that person anymore. Um, I also like Scott Lynch, uh, who wrote the Locke Lamora series. Also, his, he has great characters as well, but he's so clever in everything he does, his storylines, his plots. Um, it's just, I, can't even imagine how he comes up with these things. They're so complex and so beautiful. Those are my three. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And can you share one of your own best-loved quotes with us? I might be hated for this one. It's a quote from Kevin O'Leary of Dragon's Den and Shark Tank, who is known to be an aggressive A-type He said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I think we need to get in tune with that. I love that quote. It is so cold and unthinking and, and cruel even. But it reminds me not to just sit here and be a writer and sensitive and caring and generous and give the shirt off my back. I am here to run a business. So it's a little bit of my guiding star when I find myself giving too much away or 
feeling like I'm not taking care of myself, I'm taking care of other people. This one reminds me to get back to what I'm doing here, which is running a business. I am here to make money. You can be generous and you can be business-like together. So that it reminds me of that an awful lot. Another one I really like um, in the movie Hercules, uh, the cartoon Disney one, it says being famous isn't the same as being a true hero. Um, and Zeus said that to Hercules. And I like that one because it reminds me, uh, you know, tone down the ego. Whoever is famous out there, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're true heroes. And the same applies to me no matter how famous I am. I have to remember to be a true hero at the end of the day. Let's do a couple fun ones. Uh, who is your favorite literary character? Locke Lamora. He's, he's so witty and clever and charming and personable and silly and foolish and brilliant all at the same time i want to be him if you could choose one author living or dead um, for an all-expense paid dinner to your favorite restaurant in the world who would you choose and where would you take them this question always makes me laugh because I don't want to fly anywhere. I'm an introvert, so actually going out to meet people is a big deal. And, and I probably want to stay at home. And do I have to really go out for supper with these people? <laughs> but um, I, it would be fun to have a beer with Patrick Rothfuss one day just because he's so witty and sharp and clever. And I wouldn't want to talk about anything else but whatever riffs off our head you know that, that would be a great casual conversation to have cool so you can order takeout and have him over for a beer bingo he can fly here that's right we'll fly him in um <laughs> do you have a uh, a writer's fetish and a lot of writers do i do admittedly somewhere hiding there in your office i i don't i have nothing i've got nothing man I, I, I need a room with a view. That doesn't really count. I have a picture of a fox behind me to remind me that I'm a clever person. I have a little figurine of Sawyer from the television series Lost. And if I press the button, he says, there's a new sheriff in town. Y'all bets get used to it. And that's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough for me. I think I keep my fetishes for other areas of my life. Very <laughs> oh, good. that didn't sound good. No. I did not mean that. <laughs> Back up. We'll edit that out. Or we'll leave it in. Um, who, who, who or what has been your greatest teacher, would you say? Adversity. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't have learned the things I've learned today without adversity. And I hate it that you have to become a better person by living through hard times or difficult experiences, but I love it for everything it has taught me and everything it has made me. So adversity. Can you offer any advice to fellow writers out there on how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving? You know, I think cursors stop moving and ink stops flowing when people get too wrapped up in themselves and their problems. And truthfully, just give yourself a break. It doesn't matter if stuff is good enough or not. It doesn't matter if anyone likes it but yourself. Um, and even if you don't like it, like secretly, come on, you do. Give yourself a break about this. And get over yourself. Get over whatever's holding you back. Get a fix for it. Get a therapist. Every writer should have a therapist. Uh, you know, don't give a f 
about it. Just do what you want to do and nothing else really matters at the end of the day. I see so many people getting caught up because they give too many f**ks in the wrong places and I think it's important to, you know, be selective with what you do and how you do it. Well put. Where can fellow scribes connect with you out there? Um, It would be great if people could connect with me on Twitter because I love a good conversation and boy oh boy we used to have some good ones on Twitter back in the days Um, and I wish that was there now. It's really lacking. There's a lot of links and I'm really trying to get back in touch with people but it's hard. I need people to, to chat with so if people want to get in touch with me, start a discussion, say something smart, ask my way, I'll answer back. It'll be my pleasure. Game on. Bring it. And you can find me at Men With Pens. Thank you so much for coming on to The Writer Files and teaching us a little bit about your process. It really has been a pleasure. You are very welcome. And I'm stoked to have been a guest. And it was great to chat with you. And it was great to do this. So thank you. And thank you to everyone listening for putting up with my rambling. Absolutely. And it wasn't, it didn't sound like rambling on this side. It sounded like some (laughs) really wise words. There you go. Cheers. Writing can be a lonely sport, whether you're running a digital agency or slaving away on the next great novel. That's why it's always so enlightening to talk to other writers about how they deal with the stuff that lives in their heads. If you're not familiar with James Chartrand's fascinating story, you can find a great interview with her by Damian Farnworth on the Rough Draft podcast at roughdraft.fm, and I will link to that in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. For more episodes of The Writer Files, in all the show notes, or to leave us a comment or a question, drop by writerfiles.fm. And please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a review and help other writers to find us. You can find me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. See you out there.